on 7-14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry From the Tanglewood Studios on the Skynet Global Network, this is Go6 Sports Radio. Good New Year's Day morning and welcome to the Go6 Sports Radio podcast. Happy New Year to everybody out there. As we know, before we get into 2021 here, 2020 was a terrible year, but let's not be fooled. The beginning of 2021 will be challenging. It'll be challenging because we're going to be reaching probably the peak of this pandemic. A lot of positive cases in January and February due to holiday traveling and visiting and those kinds of things and people out there who think that the pandemic's over and it's not actually over. So it'll be a a couple tough months here, but let's just hang on. The word hope, hang on, possibilities exist. Springtime and the summertime will return us by virtue of the vaccine will return us to something that looks kind of normal. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Look forward to that exciting 2021. We are here on the Go6 Sports Radio podcast to provide you each week with the television viewing for sports for the weekend. We'll have the NFL. We'll have some NBA, college basketball, college football, certainly the big one this weekend, semifinals. Uh, Owen Wasleg will join us, and he'll go over the NFL for us. He'll handle that stuff. And as we go into 2021, one of the things that I thought that was pretty cool that I came across several years ago from a guy named John Gordon, who is a motivational speaker and an author of many, many motivational books, but the one-word concept. And when we go into a new year, he talks about that. He talks about us coming up with a word that we want to live up to for the new year in 2021, a word like patience or positivity or intentional, any kind of word that you can come up with that you think might help you in every aspect of your life in the new year in 2021 works. Some people have gone as far as putting that word on a bracelet, putting that word on a sign in their home or office, painting it on a little trinket or a rock or something like that. And that word is a constant reminder throughout the year and as in every aspect of your life that you need to be accountable to that word for the year. And hopefully that maybe is an improvement or a positive addition to your life. So the one word concept, you can look it up on Google. You can find it, but it's a really cool thing for 2021. I highly suggest it. So as we get into sports this weekend, starting today, we have fantastic college football. Um, And again, we'll talk more about NFL, a little bit of college basketball, and um, the NBA for sure. So we're glad you're joining us on the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast. You can 
Tell your friends about it. They can find it on any podcast platform. And if they or you go to the Anchor app and listen to the podcast there, you can make a recording and we can potentially include that recording in the next podcast. It could be a question, a comment, or some really interesting tank take. But we'd love to have you be part of the podcast. So when we come back, we're going to talk some NFL with Owen Waslager. is officially here and I can tell you it's going to be an interesting one. We're first going to start with the NFL TV schedule for Sunday, January 3rd. All these games are regionally televised either on CBS or Fox. At 1 o'clock on CBS, you can find Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Baltimore at Cincinnati, Miami at Buffalo, and the Jets take a trip to Foxborough. Once again, these games are on CBS at 1 o'clock, regionally located. On Fox at 1 o'clock, you can find Dallas at the New York Giants, Atlanta at Tampa Bay, Minnesota at Detroit. That'll wrap up the 1 o'clock games on Fox. Moving on to the 425 games found on Fox, Green Bay at Chicago, Chargers at Kansas City, Seattle at San Francisco, and the Saints take a trip to Carolina. At 425 on CBS, Arizona at the Rams, Tennessee at Houston, Jacksonville at Indianapolis, Las Vegas at Denver. Wrapping up this week 17 on NBC at 820, Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Just to jump into the AFC here at 1 o'clock and talk about some important games, Pittsburgh at Cleveland is found on CBS at 1 o'clock. Pittsburgh is the number one seed in the AFC North. If Cleveland wins, they're in. Cleveland also holds the tiebreaker over Indianapolis. Baltimore at Cincinnati on CBS at 1 o'clock. Baltimore is ahead of Cleveland and Indianapolis based on head-to-head. So Baltimore and Cleveland can both get in. If Miami wins at Buffalo, they're in. Miami is also ahead of Baltimore and Indianapolis based on conference record. Miami is 7-4 in their conference, where the Ravens and the Colts are both 6-4. Moving on to the NFC at 1 p.m., Dallas at New York Giants. I can tell you right now, the winner of this game is going to be paying close attention to the Sunday night game between Washington and Philadelphia because the winner of Dallas and the Giants They'll be in the playoffs if Washington does not win. So that game is found on Fox at 1 o'clock. The 425 games on CBS, only a few stick out to me so far. Arizona at the Rams. The winner of this game gets in. Also, Arizona is behind Chicago based on common record. 
So if Chicago and Arizona both win, Chicago is in because they hold the seventh seed. Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee is ahead of Indianapolis in the AFC South. So if Tennessee wins, they're in. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. If Indianapolis wins and Tennessee does not, Indianapolis gets in. If Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami lose, then Indianapolis is in again. So two different scenarios where they can get in. Fox games at 425 include Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay has clinched the division. And Chicago is currently the seventh seed. And they're ahead of Arizona, once again, based on common games. Chicago is 3-2, and two, and Arizona is 1-3 in those common games. And wrapping up Week 17 on January 3rd is the Washington football team at Philadelphia Eagles. This game has been flexed to 8-20 on NBC. If Washington wins, they're in. If Washington does not win, and the winner of Dallas and G-Men get in. So Washington controls their own fate here. If the Washington football team can win, Riverboat Ron is going to the playoffs. If they don't win, then the winner of the Dallas and the Giants game gets in. Going to be really interesting to see some teams get in, some teams don't this week in week 17, and uh, I can't wait for it. So enjoy the week. Uh, Check your television to see what games you get in your area. Once again, they're on CBS or Fox, and they're all regionally located. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. So just briefly talking about college basketball before we get into some college football. And here's the thing. There is no rhythm to the college basketball season this year, men's or women's. There are not really any teams that you can say are surfacing as good teams. There's not really a lot of interest. There's been many games canceled. I'd be surprised if we were able to finish this season and have a March Madness. I, I would be very, very surprised. Unless they pause it and delay it quite a bit towards spring, and March Madness is not in March, but it's in April or May. I could see that happening for sure because the NCAA makes too much money on March Madness. But really not a lot going on. They've tried to do some tournaments in bubbles. Lately, John Calipari from Kentucky is talking about, you know, he's a self-proclaimed numbskull because he created a schedule that his team can't handle. And I think what he's trying to do is take some pressure off of his team. But in doing so, he's making himself look foolish. He's saying he never should have devised a schedule like this for this team. Um, What he should say is we have a tough schedule every year. We're one of the best programs in the country, and this year we're having a little trouble with it. But um, that's about it for college hoops. I think after 
college football is over in another week and a half, we should probably know where we are from an interest level in college basketball and where we are in relation to this pandemic and how it's affecting conferences, programs, and the overall sport. So college hoops really not on a lot of people's radar right now, but we'll see again in seven to 10 days or so. We'll see where we stand once people aren't paying attention to college, college football. Okay, so college football, wow, today is the day. Today is the day we as college football fans wait for really all season. And the idea that we got this far is exceptional. It's pretty awesome with a couple of small blemishes like Ohio State being in this playoff with a couple small blemishes. Other than that, we've done really well here. And today you have a phenomenal slate. You really do have a good slate. You have, of course, the semifinal games are later. We'll get to that. But you have the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl at 12 o'clock on ESPN. And why that's interesting is because Cincinnati, who is undefeated, is going to play Georgia, an SEC team. So we'll really see how good Cincinnati is. If they can really handle Georgia and beat them and maybe even beat them convincingly, then they belonged in the playoff, I believe. But we'll see. That's going to be a very interesting one. That typically comes from Atlanta. So I'm not sure if they're going to have fans there, but if they do, Georgia will have some fans for sure. The... Later game, a little, an hour later than that, is the Citrus Bowl. Auburn at Northwestern or against Northwestern. I That's at 1 o'clock on ABC. Don't really care about that one much, but it will be interesting to see how Northwestern bounces back with an opportunity to play an SEC team and for them as well prove their worth amongst the big boys. So I think Northwestern will come ready to play and be excited to play a challenging opponent in that game. So that should be a good game to watch. And these are just appetizers for what are going to be two games that are going to be very interesting. The semifinals of the national championship. First, the Rose Bowl, which has been moved from California to Texas, to Arlington, Texas, Jerry's World, down where the Cowboys play, at 4 o'clock on ESPN. And that is Notre Dame and Alabama. Notre Dame got spanked in the ACC championship by Clemson. And I don't feel that they're going to give Alabama a great game, but you never know. A couple weeks to prepare couple weeks to iron out some wrinkles. Mac Jones, the quarterback of Alabama, is not Trevor Lawrence. What I mean by that is that Notre Dame had a lot of trouble defending Trevor Lawrence. RPOs, moving around in the pocket, 
great throws on the run, big guy, tough to bring down when he's running. Mac Jones is a different kind of quarterback. He has pretty good feet. He won't run RPOs. He won't run like Trevor Lawrence runs. But it will be very interesting to see if that is a benefit to Notre Dame playing Alabama as compared to Clemson and if they can stay in the game. If they can stay in the game, I think Ian Book can make enough plays. But either way, the big three for Alabama will be tough to contain. Jones, the quarterback, Najee Harris, running back, and uh, Devontae Smith, the wide receiver and arguably the best player in the nation. Offensively, they are really, really good. Defensively, they're good as well. I think Alabama will win the game. I don't think it will be a blowout like everybody thinks it will be. I think everybody thinks it's going to be a blowout because Clemson blew Notre Dame out. But again, I think the differences in quarterbacks are going to negate that a little bit. But Alabama wins it and gets to the national championship. The later game, Clemson and Ohio State at 8 o'clock. I think that'll be an interesting game. I think if Clemson plays well, I don't think it'll be close. Ohio State didn't play enough games for me to really feel like they belong in the Final Four. Clemson typically does really well in these semifinal games when they have a couple of weeks to prepare. And I think you'll see them cover the spread, whatever that is. And I think they'll be, you know, flying pretty high going into the national championship game, whatever it is, like 10 days later. But Clemson feels like a program that still plays with a chip on their shoulder. Not sure why. Maybe it's the presence of Alabama all the time. Clemson has certainly earned their due. They've won national championships. Um, They've been ranked number one. They're getting as much or more exposure than Alabama. But I think as long as Nick Saban's around and Alabama's around, Clemson will still play with a chip on their shoulder, and I think that works in their favor. So when they play against Ohio State, I think they're going to beat Ohio State, and I think you're going to see another Alabama-Clemson national championship. That game, the Clemson-Ohio State game, is at 8 o'clock on ESPN. So strap your seatbelts on. We got a lot of college football today a pinnacle, the pinnacle of this season. So enjoy it. Prepare to be watching college football till 11, 12 o'clock at night tonight. So if you still haven't had enough, tomorrow, Saturday, the 2nd, you have the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, North Carolina State and Kentucky. That's at noon on ESPN. Then you have the Outback Bowl, Ole Miss and Indiana. That's a good matchup. SEC team against an up-and-comer in Indiana, uh, Big Ten. That's 12:30 ABC. I'll definitely try to catch that one. Then you have the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl typically is—it doesn't matter who's in it. It's just typically a good game usually. 
Um, that is at 4 o'clock on ESPN, and that features Oregon and Iowa State, two teams that uh, were in the hunt pretty much all year. And then wrapping up the evening tomorrow night, Saturday, you have the Capital One Orange Bowl, Texas A&M, and North Carolina. That's at 8 o'clock on ESPN, and that promises to be a good game. So, And then the next thing you have after that is on the 11th Monday, the National Championship, Monday the 11th, so a week from Monday. And that's at 8 o'clock on ESPN. Always a, always a great game to watch. So that is your college football tonight the big ones, the semifinals, and then just when you think you've had enough and you're kind of sad that the hype is is dying down, tomorrow you have four more bowl games. So really good time of year for college football, and uh, it's amazing that we got through the season, but we did, and it looks like we're going to crown a national champion, and that's going to be really cool. Great sport, college football. Can't wait to see how it plays out tonight, this weekend, and Monday the 11th. Back after this. So the NBA is uh, starting to become interesting. You have some pretty good teams with some superstars. The problem with the NBA, though, is some of these teams, if you lose a superstar, if you lose a superstar, that team sometimes becomes non-interesting. For example, John Morant sprained his ankle earlier in the week. He's out three to five weeks. Am I going to watch the Grizzlies when he's not playing? I don't know. It depends upon who they're playing. You know, you have a team like the Lakers. They lose one of their stars. They're still an interesting team to watch because they have two or three stars. But today you have two games. They're national if you have NBA TV. 8 p.m., Lakers and Spurs on NBA TV. And you have 10.30 if you haven't had enough of sports and you want to watch, you know, two Two things. You want to watch the college football game, and on the other TV, you want to watch basketball. You have the Trailblazers and the Warriors. Trailblazers are a pretty good team, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the West. So both those games are on NBA TV if you have it. And then tomorrow, 5 o'clock, NBA TV also. You have the Kings and the Rockets, and you have the Raptors and the Pelicans. The Kings and the Rockets are at 5 o'clock on NBA TV. And at 7.30, the Raptors and the Pelicans, NBA TV. So that's your NBA what to watch. Sunday, there's a plethora of games, also all on NBA TV. Um, There's three games on Sunday, and then they're off on Monday and Tuesday. On the 5th, they reconvene again. A lot of games on NBA TV, if you have it. They're probably trying to sell that package and I'm sure there's going to be a free preview for that. But that's your NBA. 
with regard to what's on TV. As far as teams separating themselves, I think the Lakers are going to be there. They're, they're playing pretty well. They're not playing great. Nobody looks great so far. Nick's a little bit of a surprise, playing pretty well. The Nets started off really hot, came back to the pack a little bit. So we'll see how the season unfolds, and we'll see how January what kind of a challenge that presents with regard to the pandemic and how many games will be canceled, if any. Uh, let's hope not, but there may be games canceled, and we'll see how how much we can sort of or the NBA can sort of withstand a big flurry of positive tests and keep the season going. But I think it's a long enough season where if they're able to withstand it, have a couple cancellations, be able to make those games up, even if the season is extended later into the summer, I think we can finish the NBA season. So that's the NBA and what to watch. So our weekly update on the Saco Bay Sharks PlayStation 4, MLB The Show 20, America's favorite and most lovable virtual baseball team. And as they say in the gaming environment, sticks are hot. Been playing very well. Won something like 9 of the last 14, 10 of the last 14, getting some really good pitching. Just recently had a great pitching performance by Trevor Bauer and... Then um, Corey Kluber and some timely hitting. And again, the bullpen has been very good, utilizing the bullpen in a very efficient way. Had a home run recently from Yasmani Grandel. Seeing the ball really well from a hitting standpoint. And we are now at about 85 wins and we're seeking win number 100. And we are not 30 games under 500 anymore. We're roughly 26 games under 500. So, as I mentioned before, a lot of those games were a learning curve in the beginning. Right now, I'm in every game. We're in every game, getting good pitching, good defense. The base running has improved immensely over the last probably 40 or 50 games. The base running is a challenging part of MLB The Show 20. So if you haven't played it before and you're learning it or you're getting it, you're going to try to get a discounted version of it at the end of this year to get ready for next year. The base running's challenging. It was costing me outs and runs in previous games, and occasionally it still does, but I've been much, much better with it. So I guess one thing I could work on now or we could work on now is giving up early home runs, knowing what kind of stuff the pitcher has early so we can bear down, and then just knowing whether to be aggressive or not with our hitters. A recent game against Garrett Cole, he's around the plate a lot. We were really aggressive with every hitter early in the game. Other pitchers that we're going to struggle with that have really good stuff, sometimes we'll try to work that pitch count. But sticks are hot, like I said. Won 
several games, won five games in a row, then lost one, then won a few more in a row. So the Saco Bay Sharks are hot, and you can find those clips occasionally on Twitter at Frozen Rope 8, and you can follow the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast on any podcast platform. Spread the word, and we'll continue to keep you updated on the Saco Bay Sharks, America's most lovable and favorite virtual baseball team. So that'll do it for another edition of the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast. Coming at you every Friday and getting you ready for the meaningful sports of the weekend. Where to watch them and what they mean. And occasionally some commentary and always an update on America's most favorite and lovable virtual baseball team, the Saco Bay Sharks. Remember to follow us on Twitter at FrozenRope8 and tell your friends to follow the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, wherever they can get a podcast, they can find Go 6 Sports Radio. Can't wait to be with you next week. 